The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hey, listeners. Today's episode, You at Your Best, is an oldie but goodie. We originally released this episode in September of 2019 and have brought it out from the vault to share with you today. And since we're closing out the year that was 2020 and heading into the new year, we started thinking about who we want to be in 2021. So this episode explores ways for us to connect our mind, our bodies, and our spirits to be the best version of ourselves. We hope you enjoy it. Hey listeners, welcome to In the Arena. I'm Jackie Goldberg. And I'm Leah Smart. And today we're going to talk about getting back to being the most well and highly functioning versions of ourselves. And the reason we're focusing on this is that it's something that takes attention from us to work at it, to be intentional with it, and to continually practice it. What I've noticed is oftentimes I don't even know when I'm not at my best or I don't even realize that something is totally off. I just keep moving through my life. And Jackie felt the same. So Jackie and I really wanted to devote this episode to focusing on it because it's really thinking about this idea of where our focus goes, our energy flows. Yeah. And I think this concept of back to being, you know, we use the term being and really it's who we are at our best. And so when we are not at our best, we can maybe say we're out of being, right? And I think those are the times when we're in a funk or we're just feeling out of sorts. It could be for an hour. It could be for days. It could be for weeks. And what do we do to really bring ourselves back to that being so we're feeling our best selves and that we're living our best life? So, you know, when we think about what brings us back to being, we can turn towards wellness. Um, you know, wellness is made up of three pillars, your mind, your body, and your soul. I think we often think about wellness as physical wellness, but really recognizing that mental wellness as well as spiritual wellness, all of those together is what makes us 100% of our being, of who we are. And when all three of those are working in their optimal stages, we can really be putting ourselves out there in the most efficient way, effective way. We're happier. We see more fulfillment in our lives. And we're really focused on doing the best things to bring us up to our highest and best selves. So together, these three really make us complete. And having these be in alignment is, is super important. Yeah, completely. I would echo everything you're saying. I think I notice when I'm out of being and I notice when I'm back to it or when I'm out of just out of sorts or not feeling myself and when I really feel myself. And so it's it's incredibly important to think about, you know, how do we then start to figure these things out? So one of the things that's that's become really clear for me is the ability to actually check in with myself and be self-aware. You know, those times where you're like totally spinning or you're so busy, you don't even notice what's going on. That is a point in time when it's time to say, wait a minute, what is happening here? Mm -hmm. And sort of stop the record. Because generally, that's how we get to a point from like being at zero to being at 10. When we think about being far away from where we want to be in our mind, body and spirits. So, you know, when things get difficult for us, one of the most important things is being able to say, where am I lacking? What do I need to fill up that's not full right now in my mind, my body or my spirit? And really just how do I get myself back here? 
I think one of the challenging things, though, right now is, and for all of us, is this tendency to have other ways to basically express this without actually coming back to the mind, body, and spirit, or to find ways to try to fill it up with things that are false. So when you think about things like numbing, right? So, you know, numbing can be all sorts of things. It can be through, you know, alcohol. It can be through recreational drugs. It can be through, you know, coffee. It can be through shopping. I mean, you can numb with just about anything. Avoidance is a big one. So, you know, sometimes I avoid things I don't want to deal with, right? We all probably do at some point. We don't want to look at it. Being really busy is a way that we can keep ourselves from actually having to think about how to get ourselves back to well, right? I'm just so busy. My calendar's so busy. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I feel like in the last probably five or so years, it's very common for people to think that busy is a status symbol, right? Mm -hmm. Like being busy means that you're important and people care about you and people need your time versus not being busy, which is like, oh, well, you're not that important. Mm -hmm. You make a great point about the numbing piece because it's easy to get confused between what is going to lift us up and what is going to bring us down or what is going to be a release that's actually going to get us back to being or what is going to be a suppressant where we're actually pushing it down. And some things like you mentioned, maybe drinking a glass of wine or going shopping, right? Like shopping, I know for me, is something that's so cathartic. I love it. I can spend an entire day shopping and not buy anything. I actually <laughs> love sorting through clothes. And you know, the right frame for me to do that is to go into a, into shopping where in a state where I am at my being, I'm at my best and I'm feeling great and I go shopping versus I am feeling in a funk or I just got into a fight with a friend or I'm just, you know, so overwhelmed and then I go shop go shopping to really look at it as a feeling of release, but actually what it's doing is suppressing and not really doing, it's not bringing me back to my best self because it's almost a way to avoid actually confronting where I'm at. Totally. So I think it's really a great distinction to understand what things, what related to my mind, body, and soul will actually pick me up and release whatever I'm feeling to get me back to being? And what are the things that I may enjoy sometimes, but I'm not using them to bring me back to being? I'm, I'm using them in a time of state when I'm actually at my best. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I would hate shopping with you because <laughs> I buy everything. And you would probably hate shopping with me because I literally will stand around and buy all the things. I go run through a shop and buy everything. And I, I need to feel that like satisfaction of getting the thing. I probably need more of what you have, which is like self-control. But I think your whole point is that how am I entering this space? Like I can have a glass of wine and still be fine having a glass of wine. But it's like, why am I having the glass of wine? Exactly. What's really what going state on? are you in when you're taking that glass of wine? That's right. That's right. And it's all about self-awareness there. So, you know, just paying attention to your tendencies. How are you? How are you approaching things? What are you deciding to do and why? And taking a step back and saying, you know, all right you know, this is the right thing or this is the wrong thing for me at the time. I said something earlier in the episode, which is where your focus goes, energy flows. It's a Tony Robbins quote that I love because it's just simple, it's clear, and like, it's real. And I really think about, you know, getting off center and how I may focus on things that are not helping me get back to center or back to who I am. And this is super relevant for me right now, even when I think about, you know, the last couple weeks, I've been totally off center and I've been feeling like in a funk. But being in a funk and feeling like I don't know what's going on, but it's things are off. 
and I've tried a lot of different things. I've kept myself busy. I am a person that likes to, I have a calendar in my apartment. It's a giant calendar. I like to fill out each day. If my month feels too light, which August did, I will fill out a bunch of stuff and make sure that it feels like I'm being productive and doing awesome things. And what that takes me away from is just coming back and saying like, all right, I'm in a funk. What's going on? And so I was sort of forced into that place in the last couple of days because I was really feeling like not great. And it took me actually just stopping and saying like, all right, I got to sit here and deal with this and figure out what the root of this problem is in order to get to a better place. And then also a conversation with my therapist helped. But, you know, I think it's just important to think about like, where is this hitting you now? And I want to share that because it's relevant for me today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that uh, with with me and with our listeners. You talked about awareness and and you recognized kind of that you're in this funk and you also recognize when you were maybe putting plans on your calendar or looking to do something to get out of it versus maybe addressing it head on and looking into it. So what else have you done um, other than speaking to your therapist and maybe you're still in it right now that you're kind of working through, but what else can you share with our listeners that you're doing to help you get back to being? Well, so it's it's funny. Like, I actually feel better today. So I, don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not like, <laughs> oh, my God, of course I feel better today because it's easier to talk about it that way. But I really do. I mean, I, I've mentioned this before. Writing is super important to me. So that's something that I like to do to be able to get out of a funk. Just sitting with it which is really hard to do. And particularly for me, if anyone's taken the Enneagram, I am a seven, which is an enthusiast, which means I don't like to be with things that aren't fun to be with. And so I've really had to train myself to like get to be with that thing. I also just like, you know, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about you know, the, the the longer list, but, you know, laughter is super important. Humor is something that I love. And in particular, in the last couple days, it's also just been meditation. Mm. It's been a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And in a prior episode on this podcast, we talked about the metaphor of being tuned into the right radio station for us and how that is a heart-based, love-based, compassion-based radio station. That is the ideal and where we want to be plugged in. And so we also talked about, like, when you're not in the right radio station, right, yeah. how do you get yourself back? So very similar to like this back to being type of concept that we're talking about today. And what I loved about your share around laughter is that that laughter is a heart-based, love-based act, right? So something like laughter, as you're saying, is something that will bring you back to being. Well, and actually, you bring up a good point of the radio station, which is like, I realized this morning that I've been tuning into a very different radio station. I woke up at 4.30 in the morning and I was like, no way, I cannot be awake for the day. But it had, it gave me time to actually sit and go, oh my gosh, here's what I've been tuning into. And I had a clarity point where I recognized just needing to reframe so much of how I was looking at things that were going on and actually get curious. There's a lot I didn't know about things and being okay with the curiosity and the uncertainty because I wasn't going to get answers immediately has helped me shift too. And does writing help that curiosity get out like onto a page? Like, are you finding yourself asking yourself questions or? Yeah. I mean, I, I use like two things that I find are incredible. One is um, from Brene Brown's Rising Strong. I've talked about this before, but it, it is amazing. It is like just writing really fast. The story I'm making up or my belief is, you know, what do I need to learn about myself, about the situation, about others in the situation? And then just essentially coming to a point where I can say, wow, I don't know enough. And here's what I need to find out and know. And then I can rewrite the story that I'm making up. Or Byron Katie, also has an incredible one that's very simple, which is, what am I believing? Is it true? You have to answer yes or no. Is it 100% true? Who am I when I believe it's true? 
right? Which is typically for me like anxious, worried, whatever. And then who would I be without that thought or belief? And those things always bring me back when I write them down. Yeah. And there are techniques like this, as you're mentioning, Brene Brown um, and others out there that our listeners that we can really use to help us get back to being. And <coughs> excuse me, I'm getting over being sick. So <laughs> you're coming um, back to being. So I'm going back <laughs> to being. Um, yeah, I actually learned a lot about being sick recently. Just as a side note, you know, I had a virus for two weeks and I was not myself, right? Because I was physically, when you talk about mind, body, and soul, the, my, my body was physically off. And there was just a lot that I learned in terms of the slowness of bringing yourself to be back to being when you when your physical body is not like up, staying up to speed with how fast you want to recover. Mm-hmm. So I'm still going through that and a lot of gratitude also mm-hmm. for my health. But there are techniques out there that we can actually apply. And something that I know you and I both have is what we call a back to being list. Mm-hmm. And so this is an actual list that Leah and I have put together for ourselves that are different ways that can bring us back to being when we're feeling out of sorts. And Leah, you know, your example that you shared has been something that you've been feeling for a few days or a few weeks and you've been working through it. But you know, there are times when it happens, you know, in a moment, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, the other night, I was on the phone with a friend, and uh, he said something that just didn't land with me well. And we got off the phone shortly after, and I was just in my head, and I was feeling the feelings. And for me, very similarly, journaling helped. So I took out my phone, and I started writing down just what my feelings were. And this was a form of release for me to really get it out. The second step that I did, which was was calling him and having a conversation about it and expressing it you know, my feelings and my thoughts head on and what I was feeling in the moment. But a big thing was also ownership, right? And we talked on this podcast in one of our episodes around being at cause and being at effect. So recognizing what did I own in this situation? Like this was something that, you know, he didn't mean to say in the or the way that it landed, right? Impact versus intent. It his The impact was different for me than what he intended it to be. But the way that I took it was really about my own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so owning up to that and, ha- and talking through that with him allowed us to you know, seal it all up and we moved on. And that was just a sense of release. So when we think about our back to being lists, there's different things that you can do that are aligned to mind, that are aligned to body and that are aligned to soul or spirit, right? We use those terms interchangeably. Journaling and, and calling a friend or calling or speaking it out is, is two that are on mine. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Medtronic. Medtronic is dedicated to the pursuit of life-transforming healthcare technology. From artificial intelligence to robotics and beyond, health tech is reinventing what's possible. Every year, Medtronic improves the lives of 74 million people, and we're just getting started. Visit Medtronic.com to learn more. Well, and what I want to say about what you just said is a few things. The first is having the courage to actually call someone and have that conversation is release because it's hard. It's hard to have hard conversations and we avoid them. Mm-hmm. But also the ownership piece, which is uh, something I go through a lot in relationships. When I'm thinking about people that I'm like, if I'm quote unquote mad at someone or annoyed or triggered by something someone said, what I've recognized is that it's always something to do with me. Unless it's an offensive thing that somebody said that's like blatantly offensive towards me, it's always my stuff. And so my job of when I think about you know relationships and having hard conversations when they're needed is my job is to unpack what's going on with me, why that triggered me, 
and really come back to this versus believing that someone has done something to attack me, making assumptions or taking it personally. Exactly. And that will save you from so much pain and suffering and just like annoyance Mm -hmm. in relationships because I think this is a big reason arguments happen. We don't spend time taking the ownership and then come with the right things to the conversation. Yeah, and there are a lot of things that can make us feel like we're in a funk or make us feel like we're out of sorts. And a lot of times they are relational, right? Because we talk about how important relationships are, connection. We're not doing anything on our own in this world. And so it's the interdealings with people on a day-to-day basis that we really have to control how it impacts us. And sometimes it's that that brings us out of being, but sometimes it's just the way that we are being in our day-to-day. So for example, you know, there are days where I'm in back-to-back meetings and I'm not really taking the time to pause in between meetings to do maybe a one-minute meditation or just kind of bringing myself back. Meditation is also on my list and bringing myself back. And I come home from work and I'm just like buzzing. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm using my fingers, I'm snapping. Like I'm just kind of, it's almost like a ball kind of hitting across all, all sides of the wall. Like that's how I feel inside my body. And so those are the times when I'll look at my list and say, okay, how can I bring myself Mm -hmm. back to being because I'm all over the place right now. So not necessarily having to do with a person or relationships, but just the way I went about my day was just too much. Yeah, well, I think to your point, there's something big that comes out of actually being able to take that moment to come back because of the way that we relate to each other when we're not in the state of being at our core, back to being, being who you are, call it yourself at a 10, you at your best, whatever you want to call it. We don't always do a great job of relating to other people and connecting when we're at those points. And we need to be able to come back to be able to actually build relationship. Like the other day, Jackie and I were actually planning out our our kind of podcast, what we're going to do. And we did a whole quick, we haven't seen each other in a long time. And so we did a whole quick refresh of where we were and like what was going on in our lives. And we went right into the work. And a few days later, I was like, wow, we went through a lot of stuff. And I didn't even feel like I got to like sit with the stuff she was going through. I don't feel like she got to sit with the stuff I was going through because all we were about was like just getting stuff done instead of saying like, how do we build? And so I literally came back to you and was like, we need to actually hang out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're right, though. I mean, the way we are within ourselves, if we are not operating at our best, we cannot be our best with other people. And when we have that agenda and we're like, OK, we just need to go X, Y, Z, but we're not actually being with ourselves and with the other person, you're never optimally in charge of the result, right? It's never going to be the best result that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like it's a noticing. It's not. It's not that it's to be judged. It's just like, oh wow, let's let's like do something a little different next time. Yeah, yeah. So outside of your uh, writing and your what was that thing? Exercise, maybe you had mentioned. I know you talked about that in terms of tuning into your right radio station. What else is on your back to being list? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to hear some of yours too. You know, I mentioned laughter was a big one. I think. For me, it's prayer, which is huge, or connecting with myself. Like I think of like meditation slash prayer slash presence slash mindfulness. They're all in the same family for me. So taking time to do that, I like to do that in the morning. Listening to music is huge for me. So I have specific stuff I like to listen to. So that's been big. And then in the last probably, you know, 12, 16 months, it's really been getting outside for a run. That's been huge that like completely changes things or going for a swim now. I recently learned how to swim in the last two months. So I am now an active swimmer, which has been really exciting. But yeah, those are just some of the things that that help me come back to it. But I've got a whole long list. And you know, I know you do too. So I'm curious to hear some of yours too. Yeah. So everything that you mentioned is on my list as well. Yeah. And just hearing you talk, I'm really seeing how 
each of what you said is aligned to mind, body, and soul. So the exercise for body and the the prayer and the meditation in terms of soul, um, mind. Um, you mentioned music. Maybe yep, that is and writing. And writing is good for your mind. I have reading on my list, so just picking up a good book and reading. But when you when we each look through our lists, we can see how each is aligned to that mind, body, and soul. And what works in some occasions may not always work in other occasions, right? So when I'm coming home from a busy day and feeling overwhelmed, the things that bring me back to, to being are meditation, as you mentioned, lighting a candle in my apartment. So mm-hmm. actually changing the physical space of where I'm at brings some sort of energy into the field that makes me feel more connected. Um cuddling with my dog so Mm -hmm. I have a three and a half year old a small dog and she's my baby and so spending time cuddling with her I really get that connection from that that relationship Mm -hmm. that brings me back to being taking a bath or doing an at-home facial these are simple things that really just calm me inside and make me feel more in alignment and 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 that connection between the mind body and soul yeah I have the same things also (laughs) (laughs) I have a dog I like to cuddle with her that's on my list I'm also with you on the taking a bath love that lighting a candle changing the physical space gratitude I think Mm -hmm. is really important and sometimes it's really hard to be grateful and so you've got to force yourself into doing it but if you can find just one thing to be grateful for I think that's that's huge that the gratitude piece I mean I know that we talk about that a lot on this podcast is just such a quick win because Mm -hmm. it really just helps change your perspective in the moment there's always something to be grateful for so when you're feeling kind of like out of it, right? A, a quick wing could be write down three things I'm grateful for in the moment and you realize kind of how lucky we all are. Well, and you notice like everything we just said is actually entirely free. Almost everything on my list is entirely free aside mm. from like cooking and baking where I need to buy ingredients and those can be annoyingly expensive. But everything that we've talked about is is just free and accessible for the most part all the time. Which is incredible to know. So for our listeners, like you can doesn't have to be a list of like having to go to a spa for the day and spend a whole bunch of money there or having to go shopping, which would be probably not your back to being if if you're out of it. But just know that like these things are accessible and free. And oftentimes you can create a space wherever you are to actually do those, which is important. I will write at work sometimes if I'm having a moment and it's like a relational moment and maybe it's I got a text I didn't like or I got a call I didn't like or I something happened or I'm not sure about something, I'll go write about it. I'll take five minutes to just say, I need to just be away. And that's super important. Yeah. And where do you keep your list so that it's easily accessible? Um, so mine, actually, I have it printed out now, but it's on my computer. It's funny, like, I, it's also in my gratitude journal, uh, and it's in another journal, too. So it's it's just, it's lived in many places. Now, I think it's important to figure out where to keep it so I'll always be able to see it, mm-hmm. which is something you and I talked about, is, like, where is it? And how do you just come back to it quickly? Because sometimes you just need a quick hit, and you don't want to have to go searching. Yeah. So I've got to figure that out. But what about you? Yeah, so in my apartment, I have a few different cork boards over my workstation that I have. And I have my back to being list handwritten out there. And I've added to it kind of over the course of the past 12 months. I added dancing to it because I realized sometimes, you know, I'll just when I'm in a good mood, I realize that I like to dance. So like coming out of the shower and playing some music and dancing really lifts me up. So I realize that that's something that even when I'm in a good mood, when I'm in my being and I'm tuned into my radio station, let's say that's something that just continually brings me joy like the other things as well, but I added it to my list. I was like, oh, next time I'm not feeling great, maybe I'll start dancing and that will bring me back. So I've added it. So I have it there. I also have it on my phone Um, Mm -hmm. because to your point, 
you know, when you're on the go or you need it at work or something, just being able to look at your phone and have that list there and say, what do I want to do right now that's actually going to bring me back to being? That's a great idea. Yeah, I love the dancing thing too and just like sharing that you like to dance or get out of the shower or whatever. But I like the aspect of when I'm happy and when I'm feeling really good at my best, this is also what I like to do. And it probably is, it, I'm looking at mine now and I'm like, oh yeah, these are all still things I like to do when I'm at of my course, best. So yeah. it's like, it's not just back to being, it is who you are. It like, is this your is being really list. just like, yeah, yeah, who are you? What's Who are you at your best? Like ask yourself those questions and really start thinking about, you know, how to answer them. And what brings you joy in a helpful yep. way? Yep, right? totally. With thinking about wellness, right? And not the suppressant or the releasing way. That's right. So for our listeners, you know, if you, want to go ahead and create that back to being list, a great question to ask yourself is, who am I at my best? So very similar to, to you, like, who am I at my core? Who am I at my best? What do I love to do? And start with there and, and think about things that really bring you joy. Yeah. And and I really like visualization. So when I did this the first time, it's in my first journal, I just wrote like in the third person, which I generally do not like third person references, but I did this this time. It was who is Leah at her best? And I started just visualizing like what is it like to be at my best like how am I like like just literally closing my eyes and saying like how am I feeling at my best what am I wearing like what what do I smell like what does it smell like in the world what kind of actions am I taking towards people and it literally if you're willing to go there and just try it out for you know five minutes by yourself and just seeing how that feels things will come up that you're like oh my gosh I like to do this I like this specific routine that I've never even realized is important and so it's just a great way to just come back and and start just writing just Mm -hmm. open up and let yourself write it out yeah and just giving yourself the time and the space to do it will really make a difference in the long term Mm mm-hmm yep so I loved your phone idea with keeping it close, but there are probably millions of other ways. A cork board, sometimes just writing on a post-it note at your desk or whatever it is, keeping a way to keep it really close. You take a picture of it. If it's journaled somewhere else, you can take a look at it. Maybe even calendar reminders. I don't know. I just thought of that, but could be an interesting way to have it, you know, jump back into your life. But we are really looking forward to hopefully, you know, you all making these lists, thinking about what brings you back to your being, back to your core and who you are, what really makes you kind of light up. If you're not ready right now to jump into a full-blown list, it sounds like a lot, try this quick visualization. Try it for a minute and see what happens. Or just today, think of one thing that brings you back to yourself. And if you're feeling ambitious, then go for it, let it flow, and unleash the list. We're looking forward to you all doing this and to your continued wellness. And thanks for joining us on the journey. If you're wanting more episodes of In the Arena, you can find us on iTunes or Spotify under In the Arena LinkedIn. And thanks for joining us on the journey. Have a great day. 